0: This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk taking foundation people in the country. This second of two podcasts with Don Carpenter of the Learner Foundation in Maine, Don continues his chronicle of the big bet the foundation made, and how this shift has transformed the philanthropy and the way board and staff work with their partners.
1: My approach was to um, try all that I could um, to. Help build a strong relationship between the board and the grantees, not just the new employees that they each of our sites were um, using, utilizing our capacity building grants to hire, not just program staff, but but also uh, executive leadership, uh, middle level leadership. Um, as much as we could Um, and so that was sometimes a a annual luncheon with our board um, uh, zoom calls with our board um, those sorts of things uh, site visits Um, so the other part of it in terms of communication was um, Elliot is um, was very accessible to um, really want to be in the know on kind of the daily uh, challenges that were taking place um, at, you know, ground level. And so so we didn't have to share everything, every minute detail uh, in terms of what was succeeding and what wasn't, but in, you know, monthly um uh, you know meetings with Elliot, we were able to kind of really fill him in on how this was going. I think the biggest challenge of of uh of this sort of thing that we've had to kind of level set over and over again with our board is that it's everything's a process you know um you, Everything that we were doing in terms of this particular youth development model was going to get implemented inside you know, various youth development organizations that have been, in some cases around for over a hundred years. and And this model is incredibly different from what they were doing within the rest of their ecosystem of programming. And so, you know, when you think of it that way, There were a lot of challenges in the beginning um, because they were implementing a model that um, they weren't used to, uh, that was community based, that was relationship first, that was engaging families, that was having a relationship, uh, you know, kind of a mutual trusting relationship with a school district that was, um, you know, not one and done. Uh, in terms of programming. And so, you know, those things were never, for me, they were never, when they, when things were challenging, especially in the beginning was never like uh, a sign that we weren't on the right track. It was just like, this is a process and the process is going to be much more important than the outcome. If we can get the process right, the outcome will follow. And I think that that's just kind of that education was something that, um, that we were trying, Aaron and I were trying to do with the board from the very start. And it's a really, you know, it's a really um, uh, intelligent and uh, smart and progressive board. Um, So it didn't take a whole lot. It was just kind of an overall mindset shift from what they had been doing. So everybody was kind of doing something countercultural. And what I have found with the difference between what the Learner Board has done, which is basically given up in its attempt to empower and to change the landscape on a particular issue, they had to also give up their own power in some respects. The power to direct funding towards pet projects, um, towards things that perhaps they were much more passionate about than maybe even what we're doing now. Um, but so there's this there's this um, genuine uh, internal tension, perhaps, where uh, to go deep uh, to focus on depth instead of breadth, many projects, but instead of many, um, just a few or one in our case, it just meant that you had to give something up in order to obtain something else. And in this case, um, we we know everything about our partners. They know everything about us. Um, we've had incredible constructive conversations, especially in and around everything that's going on in our world uh, through the lens of DEI. And... Um, you know, it's 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 this idea of um, challenging growth. They're able to challenge our growth. We're able to challenge their growth. It's sharing power, the ability to um, uh, them sh- being vulnerable and sharing themselves with us, and us being able to kind of step off this pedestal of being the funder in the room and being more a friend and a, a driver of um, things that they want. Like, we're just helping to to, to fuel the engine of the things that they want to do in the area of raising aspirations with youth. So I don't know. I mean, I think part of it is really, uh, you know, I'm not sure that I can come up with one thing practical that, that boards should be thinking about, but more so um, this idea that, uh, to do it this way, to go uh, deeply uh, and focus on relationships over a course of period of time instead of programs. Because well, that's what we're doing, really. When you really scale back what we're doing, we're basically investing in relationships with the hope that that investment will then transfix onto the relationships they th- those folks are building with young people and thus, will raise aspirations, since that is our theory of change. That in the end, the power of positive relationships will um, raise post-secondary aspirations. Well, in order to do, in order to share power, in order to challenge growth, you have to have personal relationships with people. It takes time. It takes money. It takes commitment. It takes. Um, the, The willingness to accept failure, but also believe and have optimism that the success will be there. The journey to higher aspirations is not on a straight line. It zigs and it zags. And just like the board has to trust the process, on our partners. Our partners have to trust the process of the young person that they're working with. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we could have a relationship with a young person for six years and and they uh, show true interest in going off to college and at the last second decide not to. And because we've got a relationship with them for six years, um, We don't give up on them. We continue to be in their lives. And then two years later, they decide to go off to get their degree. It's a long-term proposition. And so all of this is to say is that if we can, can maintain, again, positive relationships with young people, with the hope that those young people will continue to be inspired by those relationships even when they're at their lowest, that there's optimism that those things will come about. So keeping our eyes down the field, knowing that the, the data is trending. So for instance, one of, one of the year, so we just had an interim report come out and one of the, the findings at the year three mark of the six-year grant was that 93% of the students that are in this six-year journey with us report that the program helps them feel connected to their community. You know, why is that important? Well, if it, I think it was Michael Mead that said, you know, if, if, the, if the fires that innately burn inside youth aren't lovingly and intentionally added to the hearth of the community, they will burn down the structures just to feel the warmth. So the idea that these students are feeling connected to their community provides the foundation for them to think uh, bigger—not about themselves, about their lives, about their careers, about the, the the future in general. So you know, all of it is to say, like you know, we don't we know that human development isn't just. You know, you can't just mix ingredients and say, oh, you know, everyone's gonna turn out this way. We know it some it'll take go quicker and some it'll go longer, but we're our job is to keep our eyes on the prize of the relationship. Just keep our finger on the pulse of what's showing up in that space. And that's what we're trying to teach our partners, and that's what we're trying to do ourselves in terms of modeling. I mean, that's the unique thing about what we're doing. We are trying to model a relationship-first, non-transactional approach to our partners, because that's the very thing they have to do with the young people they serve.
0: Thanks to Don Carpenter for joining us. To learn more about Don and the work of the Learner Foundation, visit the catalytic podcast website look for new catalytic podcasts each month meet more creative funders benji Rue does the audio engineering and mixing our website is by Kwok lee our music is by O future the catalytic podcast is made possible by grants from two exponent members the 1772 foundation and the blackstone ranch institute I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.